And here we are at the outro. I'd like to thank everyone who's listened. Um, it's nice to see that there's people downloading it and listening to the to the podcast. Uh, uh, gives me a reason to kind of keep going. Uh, if you if you like what I'm saying or you have any ideas or any topics, you can in- email me at info at firstcounseling.co.uk or alternatively, you can tweet me at t underscore counselling at t underscore counselling I'll be back uh, in another episode talking about some other aspects of mental health and well-being Uh, please feel free to review this on your podcast app and uh, give it a couple of stars Uh, and if you want to share it with other people and if you think other people might be interested please feel free to do that Um, thanks very much for listening Sincerely yours, a first counsellor. Hello there and welcome to episode 13. Episode 13, unlucky for some. Um, let's thank uh, any returning listeners and welcome any new listeners to the, to the podcast. What I would like to talk about today is uh, I want to build on what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks which is the five ways to well-being um, in the in the first week we looked at connect and the importance of connecting with people um, you know how important it is to sit down and to talk with people and, and have a conversation with people you know and by the time this podcast goes out we'll have just had time to talk day which is on the 7th of February. Hopefully people will have been aware of it. Time to Talk is part of the Time to Change campaign, which is around ending the stigma around mental health and well-being. And Time to Talk Day is around really promoting the idea that it's okay to talk about mental health. So hopefully people would have been aware of that, would have had a conversation with people uh, and talked about their mental health or asked about other people's mental health. Uh, So very, very important. Um, and then in last week's episode, we looked at taking notice, you know, being mindful of the of the situation, being mindful of the moment, uh, and taking time to think about what you're doing and, and where you are, and watching a sunset, going for a walk, and listening to what you can hear, uh, and really paying attention to what you can see, and really taking notice of what is going on around you at any given time of the day as a way of improving our health and well-being and in in this week's episode i want us to think about keep learning another one of the five ways to well-being is to keep learning you know and to look at all the different kinds of way in which we can learn and all the new skills that we can we can pick up and uh, and the new talents that we can develop as a way of keeping our our brain moving and our brain kind of operating uh, incorporating new ideas and there are so many different ways these days in which we can keep learning you know we can the internet is has got this vast array of knowledge which is fantastic Um, and there's opportunities of listening to podcasts there's so many podcasts out there which give people such easy accessibility to to information to knowledge uh, as well as to entertainment so I'd like us to look a little bit more in depth around that. Um, but we'll first of all, we'll start with a, a little break before we move on to the main 
the main content. There are lots of different ways that we can learn things. Um, you know, we can read books, we can go online, we can do online courses and that which is really remarkable. One of the ways that I like to learn new things and learn new information is podcasts. Podcasts are readily available, they're free and there's some fantastic content out there, you know, that really um, kind of delivers lots of different ideas and, and different kinds of thoughts and that it can be fun, can be entertaining, that can be really serious, can be really dark. Um, my favourite podcast that I've been listening to recently is a podcast called Science-ish. Uh, it's been running now for about three years and it's hosted by uh, the presenter Rick Edwards, TV presenter, and Dr. Michael Brooks, who is, a, um, who is a scientist. And what they do is each week they take uh, a piece of science fiction. They take, and it's usually a movie, and that's something like The Fly, The Martian, Day of the Triffids, and that are a, a really well-known science fiction film. And then they ask a question related to the science within the film and then they unpick that and have discussions about it and they research around it and they'll speak to a specialist. And it's a really fun, entertaining show that gives you a really um, easy way to be entertained and to digest some um, nuggets of information. So I'd really recommend that as a way, you know, I've just kind of keeping up to date with current thinking and current science ideas and that's to download Science-ish uh, with, uh, with Rick Edwards and Dr Michael Brooks it's really funny they have a really good banter there's a really good chemistry funnily enough between the two presenters uh, but just the, the actual format that they do of, of taking uh, a culturally well known movie and then talking about the science behind it. And sometimes it's about debunking the science within the film, but they'll actually look at the real science behind it. Uh, and because it's a podcast, you can listen to it when you want. I often have a couple of episodes downloaded in my car because I'm quite a ways behind, behind um, since it first started. Uh, but I've just found it fascinating to listen to, hugely entertaining uh, and a lot of fun. So that's science-ish. You can find that on wherever you get your normal podcasts. Uh, Google Science-ish uh, with Rick Edwards and Dr. Michael Brooks and you'll get their website uh, and you'll find some fascinating, entertaining content. There used to be a saying can't teach an old dog new tricks. We realise now that that's not the case with modern findings around neuroscience and neurochemistry. We recognise that the brain isn't something that stops learning. With progress in neuroplasticity, we recognise that we can still form and make those connections in our brain. And actually, the more that we do that, the more that we learn, the more we can engage with new things, with new ideas and it helps keep our brain active. You see, I've never been particularly academic. I found school a very difficult place. I always struggled around numbers, uh, and, I, and I still struggle with numbers today. I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, 
just last year. So for me, sitting in a classroom environment is something that I've always found incredibly difficult. I find it difficult sitting in a meeting today. My learning style is a lot more visual and a lot more kinesthetic. I have to be engaged with a with topic, with what it is, physically as well as visually. So being in a classroom is not the best experience for me. As an adult, I've engaged in learning. I trained as a counsellor. And counselling was a very different way of learning, although there were lectures. There was also opportunities to put things into practice. They would ask for volunteers. So I would always put myself forward because once they talked about a theory which I would struggle with, they would then say, right, can we have a volunteer to come forward? So I'd come forward. And the activity would demonstrate the learning and that was something that would embed so much more easier in me. I always loved reading as a child and I still love reading stories. I love reading books. Um, But we know that today for me, you know, with my family and my job, finding the opportunity to sit down and read books is a lot more difficult. You know, I don't seem to have as much time. We have so much access now to books in, in different formats. We can, we can read a book uh, online. We can read an e-book or we can listen to an audio book uh, in the car. Quite often I'll download audio books in the library and listen to them in the car or listen to audio dramas. So there's some different ways in which I can learn. And also podcasts. Podcasts are a great way of learning as I talked about in the ad I really like podcasts there's so many different subjects out there they're accessible, they're available on mobile devices I can download them and listen to them in my own time when I'm out walking the dog or when I'm out driving on a long journey and there are a number of really great podcasts that I enjoy listening to Uh, some are purely for entertainment value and some of them are because they have a lot of knowledge base. The Infinite Monkey Cage, which is a Radio 4 program, uh, is a superb example of great ways to learn about philosophy and different ideas around science and around the world. Other podcasts you know, that, I've, that I've mentioned in that, like um, Science-ish, which is... Uh, a podcast around movies and science and that they've used the hook of science fiction films to explore some of the scientific underpinnings of the film and whether or not they're relevant today or whether or not they ever held any weight and there's a lot of research that goes in around that another great podcast for me is the counseling tutor podcast when i came back to counseling uh, i found this podcast a free podcast which explores the world of counselling and psychotherapy um, with fabulous content and really, really good um, theoretical underpinnings in it. And it was a great opportunity for me to learn um, in, a, in a way that was digestible for me in my time. So there are lots of different ways in which we can engage with, with learning through podcasts as well as through as through books. But there's also online courses you can do now. You can do lots of early 
online courses you can engage in a, in, a, in a style of learning that again suits the individual you can do it at your own pace in your own way and that can be really beneficial for people but you don't always have to learn academic stuff it's not about academic learning it's about doing something different doing something new this year I decided to find out a little bit more about uh, the subject that I'm most interested in, which is fishing. So I wanted to find out about some of the more traditional approaches to fishing. So I I learned how to make my own fishing floats. Uh, I made my fishing floats from goose quills, searched it up on the internet and handmade my own floats. You know, I, I learned a little bit about how to make, um, get old bamboo fishing rods and re-whip them, and that to put the rod rings on. You know, and again, it was a, it's an old traditional uh, approach to angling uh, that I didn't know how to do, but now, now I can do it. Even learning to fish, when I first learned to fish, learned how to tie hooks on. Um, it was, a, it was, it was something new for me to learn and something that I then became really infused about. One of my goals for this year is to start fly fishing. So I'm planning on booking myself on a, a, a day's introduction to fly fishing where I'll learn how to cast and I'll learn about the, the entomology of the various flies that you can use when fishing on a river. There are lots of different ways to keep learning. The NHS Mood Zone talks about the five ways to well-being and they say learning new skills can be useful but research shows it can also improve our mental well-being doesn't have to mean getting more qualifications there are lots of different ways to bring learning into your life many of us associate learning with childhood or our student days as adults it can seem as though we have less time or need to learn new things but evidence shows us that continuing to learn throughout life can improve and maintain our mental well-being mental well-being means feeling good about yourself and the world around you and being able to get on with life in a way that you want learning can boost self-confidence and self-esteem build a sense of purpose and help us connect with others so how can learning help your well-being? Research shows that learning throughout life is associated with greater satisfaction and optimism and improved ability to get the most from life. People who carry on learning after childhood report higher well-being and a greater ability to cope with stress. They also report more feelings of self-esteem, hope and purpose. Setting targets and hitting them can create positive feelings of achievements. Learning often involves interacting with other people. This can also increase our well-being by helping us build and strengthen social relationships. And you can keep learning in lots of different ways. If you want to make learning a bigger part of your life, it helps to think about learning in the broader sense. Classes and formal courses are great ways to learn new things, but there are lots of other ways too. You can learn to cook a favourite dish that you've never eaten at home. One of the things that I learned to do was how to make sourdough bread. I googled it, it was really, really quite simple. Uh, and when I made the culture and I started watching it 
grow and bubble as I fed it. And then I made my first sourdough bread. And, and it was a very, very simple thing. But the bread was the best tasting bread I'd ever had. We could visit a Galileo museum and learn about a personal period in history that interests you. You only need to look into your own hometown and find out a little history about that. Take on a new responsibility at work. You know that broken bike or garden gate? Why not see if you can fix those? Set yourself a little DIY project. Lots of free video tutorials online. Or sign up for that course that you've been meaning to do at a local night school. Or maybe rediscover an old hobby that challenges you. The link for this particular um, part of the five ways to well-being I'll put in the show notes. Remembering that you can learn any little thing to make a difference to your life. You know, it's going to be beneficial to you. It's going to give you a sense, uh, a sense of pride. Because that fishing rod that I re-whipped, those goose quill floats that I made, I've taken them out fishing. And, you know, I've caught fish on them out of something that I did, out of something that I made. So set yourself a little task. Set yourself a little goal, a little smart goal, you know, of, of something that you're going to learn this year or this month, this week, or just for today. So, learning can take on many different guises. It can appear in many different ways. I've been reflecting over this week what I've, what I've learned recently. Um, and, I, and I suggested earlier that about me, I'm going to book onto a fly fishing day so that I can learn how to fly fish properly. But what I didn't take into consideration is what I've learned to do in just the last 12 months. In the last 12 months, I've set up a website uh, and hosted it through WordPress. That's www.firstcounseling.co.uk. I did that. It taught me through things to do and that, but I never got someone to design it. I came up with it all myself. And, you know, people who know a lot about web design can look at it and they'll know straight away that I don't know a lot about web design. But I learned how to do that and I've learned how to manage it and how to operate it. I've learned how to write a blog so that when I publish it and it goes up on my website, it also goes out on my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed. I've learned how to put together a podcast and put that out. I've learned lots myself this year. And there are so many different things that we can learn. I've learned how to cook trout uh, and cook sea bass. And I, I was never a big fan of uh, fish dishes and that, but recently uh, I got t- quite taken with fish. So I learned how to, you know, make a nice meal for me and my wife. There are lots of different things that you can learn how to do. They don't have to be anything really grand or anything really life-changing. But the satisfaction of knowing that you've set yourself a task and set yourself a goal and then completed it is incredible. So that's my task to you guys, is to find something and learn something. 
you can learn just by sitting. I've written a, in a, an earlier podcast and an earlier blog about how I was tackling my fishing, which was very, very complicated. And so what I did was I stripped back the way that I fish and learnt to do things in a lot more of a simple and practical way. And whilst fishing one evening, I realised that this is how I wanted to be in my counselling. So through going out and angling in a very different way, I realised that that was informing how I was going to continue to do my counselling practice. And I wrote about this in a short ebook called Piscatorial Therapy, which is something else I learned how to do this year. I learned how to put together a small little book and publish it on, on Amazon. So, this is my challenge to you. Learn about something new. Find something new to do. And for everyone who emails me at info at thirskcounselling.co.uk to either ask me a question or to tell me one thing that they've learned, I will email them back with a PDF version of my little ebook, Piscatorial Therapy, which is available on Amazon for £2.99. So you'll save yourself £2.99. So until next time, keep learning. And here we are at the outro. I'd like to thank everyone who's listened. Um, it's nice to see that there's people downloading it and listening to the to the podcast. Uh, uh, gives me a reason to kind of keep going. Uh, if you if you like what I'm saying or you have any ideas or any topics, you can in- email me at info at thirskcounselling.co.uk or alternatively, you can tweet me at t underscore counselling at t underscore counselling I'll be back uh, in another episode talking about some other aspects of mental health and wellbeing Uh, please feel free to review this on your podcast app and uh, give it a couple of stars Uh, and if you want to share it with other people and if you think other people might be interested please feel free to do that Um, thanks very much for listening Sincerely yours, a first counsellor. Hello and welcome. I thought in this episode I would talk a little bit about men and men's issues with mental health and accessing counselling. And there's a number of reasons for this. Um, looking at the statistics of um, suicide in the UK clearly shows that there is a prominence of men who are dying of suicide. And the, I wanted to also look at the, the stigma around mental health, particularly historically, looking at men's attitudes towards mental health and how men have been brought up and how they were brought up to... Um, to not look after their mental health, uh, but to kind of push those feelings to one side or to, to quell those emotions. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the statistics around mental health and well-being for men and, and maybe maybe share some ideas around why men might find it difficult to access support for their mental health and well-being. <laughs>